0: Well, well, welcome back to another episode of Fiercely Parodied. My guest host is Ana Maria DiDio. Anna is an adoptive mother and was inspired to write her memoir, Love at the Border, an adoption adventure after her own family journey to Mexico. Now her life adventure children's books feature stories about adoption, foster care, stepchildren, and all blended families from the point of view of a child. So without further ado, here's Anna. Anna, thank you very much for being on my podcast. I really do appreciate it. You, you got a lot of good information for uh, parents who are adopting and foster parents. And I, I'm just so happy to have you on my podcast today.
1: So, yes, me too. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Hey, Anna, tell us a little bit about your family and a little bit about yourself.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, when I was married many years ago, my husband and I had quite a few uh, infertility issues. And after a few years, we finally had a beautiful baby girl. But then adding to our family proved impossible. So we sought uh, adoption solutions. And that took many years, also, as you can imagine, things are, uh, we looked into domestic adoption, international adoption. And that's how we found ourselves uh, years later. By that time, my daughter was eight years old, and uh, we decided on an international adoption and we were in Mexico and uh, looking meeting our daughter for the first time at an orphanage and um, things flowed from there. so we did it we do- we adopted her and um, re- reflecting back on it, I, I think I was really unprepared for the journey and the the emotions and the and and the struggles adoption begins with trauma separation and loss and uh i I don't think we were quite ready for that so i started writing about that and uh the memoir and the children's books are all came after that
0: well you know anna Parenthood doesn't come with a user's manual and you know when you have a child uh, via natural birth that that child again there's no no uh, user manual but i I'm imagine it's the same thing when you adopt a kid uh there there's no guide that they give you on how to raise that specific child is there
1: no it was and you know if you think for a minute she was um Living in, in an orphanage in Cuernavaca, Mexico, which is a beautiful mm. place. And, the, you know, she went to bed one day and then the next day she woke up in suburban Philadelphia. So uh,
0: that's dramatic be, change.
1: <laughs> so that can be quite a change for anyone. And, you know, she had lost her culture, her language. Uh, it was sort of a, a, a double mm. whammy because when a, a child is separated from, uh, the child's biological mother, that's, that's really a trauma right there, but she had lived there uh, six years, seven years and was very close to the women that cared for her. They were called Tia's. And so she sort of had a double whammy that she lost those women and, and her biological mother. So she was quite unhappy, needless to say, for many, many months.
0: Well, a couple of things, just listening to what you're saying about the infertility I imagine that there's a, a lot of people out there that face this uh situation of infertility. Am I wrong about that? Uh,
1: it's more common than people think, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: okay and adoption is a way that if a family wants to have children it uh, it sounds like it's a it's a very good thing to do both for the parents and for the child.
1: Yes, there is. The the adoption is is an adoption is a way to create a family and to provide. There are many children in the world that need families. So um, we were just thrilled to do it. But, you know, people, our friends, our, our relatives said, oh, she's so she's so lucky to have you. She's so fortunate to be adopted by such a wonderful family. And that's true. But, you know, we at the same time, we had to realize her pain of being separated from all that she knew and loved. And that that took time and actually many years uh, for us to kind of reconcile with all of that.
0: But you you sound like you were ready to uh, go through that journey to, to take it on. Uh, Mom's dad's if you could see her face like I can't hear on the interview day, you, you could see the passion. Uh, it just shines out from her, you know this this little girl and, and taking her on and taking on that role of being mom. So let me ask you, Anna how did how do you even go about preparing for something like this? You know the the first time, how did you go about preparing for it, and what did you learn from it?
1: Well, that's a good question because the the preparation. Um, we, we did that with the help of our, a wonderful agency. So we read, you know, quite a bit about the process and had guidance along the way. Um, we networked with other couples who had adopted. So we were a little bit aware of some of the, um, issues connected to Mexico as a country. And we'd heard about other countries and and the challenges, but, um, we networked with other couples who had been through the same thing. But then, after our daughter arrived in, in, in Pennsylvania and, and with us, I, I thought it was important to reach out to professionals who could help us at various stages of my daughter's development so uh, in the beginning, we, we connected with a therapist who was who specialized with adopted children and did play therapy and and. Oh met with us as a family it was really great and then as she got a little older there are other challenges i mean it didn't all go away within a matter of months i mean things change as she changed and grew so we we stayed connected to professionals that that could help us deal with it and i wanted her to provide her with an opportunity to talk to people someone Other than me. I mean, she couldn't possibly. Parents don't have all the answers. And we wanted to set up a situation where um, she would feel comfortable sharing her feelings, perhaps with someone else.
0: Well, you know what I'm hearing? I'm absolutely loving is what, you know, you you sought help. And a lot of times we close ourselves off and and we are just enmeshed with whatever problems that we may have. we're just alone, but a lot of times we're alone because we don't reach out. And two, you love that child so much that you made sure she had what she needed to be the best version of herself. And if that meant working with a therapist, uh, helping her through plate therapy, um, better cope with being in America and, and, uh, and being more comfortable that's outstanding Uh, moms and dads. I want to encourage you to, uh, whether you're adopting or not, when you have problems, reach outside yourself. There are places that, uh, many, many places, uh, that will help you. Uh, sometimes we have not because we ask not. So I just want to be an encouragement to parents and don't feel guilty. Don't feel a bunch of shame because you don't know everything.
1: Uh, that's, uh, so yeah, really, mommy,
0: that's dad. So true. We don't know everything, do we, Anna?
1: No, it's so <laughs> true. It really, it really helps to, and and you had that support too, because it's, um, you know, some in our family were wondering, you know, why we would, why we would go down this road, and and just getting their love and understanding, and just being honest, uh, really helped us along the way. So.
0: Well, let me ask you, you said, you know, some of your family didn't understand why you were going down that road. In, in that situation, what do you tell them in, in regards to why you did go down that road?
1: Well, well, first, because so much time had passed, we were looking for an older child. My Our, our daughter at that point was eight years old, and we thought the time for an infant had really passed us by. And we were looking for that sibling relationship. I had grown up very close to my sisters and wanted the same for my uh, family and thought that would be the ideal way. So we were um, just wanting that family. And, and you know, after a while, I think they they certainly understood and embraced her. And uh, we've had just lots of great family memories through the years.
0: Well, I bet you that they embraced it because you spoke from your heart and it- you know, you just you just loved on her and you loved that, that first child that you had and you wanted somebody else to be with her and to also love uh, and to have the same family experiences that you had. That's outstanding that you would set something like that up. Anna, tell my parents and guardians, where can they find you out there on the web, in social media?
1: Uh, Well, I have a a, a website, amddo.com. So just my first two initials, my last name, amddo.com. And uh, on the website are links to um, social media and, of course, Amazon. If you uh, put my name into Amazon, you'll see my books, Love at the Border. And the first um, children's book is called Many People to Love. So this is the story of Carla adopted from Colombia, So it's a little bit different story because my own daughter would kill me if I wrote any more about her. She was, she was tired of me writing about her. So I changed the story a little bit, but the events in the book are all uh, inspired by actual uh, events that happened in our family. So it's a true story. So uh, Many People to Love is the first children's book. The second book is called How I Wonder Where You Are. And it's Carla, again, thinking about, now this book is going to be launched later this summer. Okay. And it's this young uh, adopted girl, the same family, so it's a series that, that I'm kind of building here. And she's wondering about her birth parents, her birth mother. Mm. Where where does she come from? Why? She looks different from her family. She's, she's with her sister, but she does not look like her sister. And when they're out shopping or something, people say, oh, the sister looks just like the mother, but no one says anything to, to Carla. So she's thinking about her her roots and her genetics and her, and that's just natural. So the the point of the books, of course, is to be a jumping off point or generate discussion, honest and open mm-hmm. discussion between parents and adopted children, blended families about you know, where they come from, how they fit into the family. And, and the, these are all very natural things. And I kind of wanted to, emphasize that it it helps with the healing and moving forward if you if you kind of tackle these things head on
0: well moms and dads guardians we're going to have all these links in the podcast show description as i always say every week check out the show's podcast description because you're going to find links to my guest hosts and free parental resources that i have out there for my parents and guardians Well, until the next time, we'll be back one more time just to let you know. Actually, we're going to be back two more times with uh, Anna. So be back with us until that time. God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians, for listening to today's Fearless Parody Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was once said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient, Marie Curie, who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That's why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly
1: parent. God bless.